Welcome to Downtown World. Don't waste no time with negativity. The conversations you never get to hear with me, Kay Blair. Weekly where we gain inspiration from our special guests. Thank you for tuning in and sharing, subscribing to us each and every week. This week's episode is sponsored by Shop Downtown, your one-stop shop for everything downtown world. You can visit and support us at www.downtownworld.com. That's www.dwntwnwrld.com. Now, let's get into this week's bowl of fruit. Eat fruit and mind your business. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown World, Don't Waste No Time with Negativity. And I'm truly excited for you guys to get to know this king this week. If you're listening, as I say, you don't know who is in, so make sure to like, share, subscribe. But if you're watching, you already know that we have a true king in the building that has definitely been through a lot of adversities and found a way to transcend past that sunshine list is here on the Canadian side, we call it, and get into that millionaire um, tax bracket. <laughs> and I would like to welcome King Khatib Ali today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. You're looking great. You're looking fresh, melanin shining, the suits popping, looking good. That's right. We got to. We got to put our best foot forward. That part. <laughs> so, yes, thank you for just being here. Don't waste no time with negativity. It's definitely just that. And seeing your story and just getting to know about especially your newly released or fairly new release book, Cows versus Rhinos, um, yes. you definitely embody like what we love to speak about here. So I won't, I, won't, um, I won't waste any time. A standard question that we do ask here is what is a situation where it was definitely negative, but somehow, some way you found a way to rise above, you might've even surprised yourself and you chose not to waste any time with negativity. Okay, well, I'll tell you, you know, um, after the Marine Corps, you know, I started going the wrong way when I got released from the Marine Corps, you know, I was in the infantry. Uh, I, I did all kinds of things in the Marines that I better not talk about, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, when I got out for a young black man, you know, I thought that the world was just gonna, you know, give us a big hug, right? Mm -hmm. But it didn't. You know, I couldn't find anything making what I was making in the Marine Corps. And so when I got out, I was stuck. You know, I started this low minimum wage job. And as a veteran, I was looking at, man, this is ridiculous. I mean, I think I should be doing something a lot better than this because I have more talent than this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I started going the wrong way in life, the negative way in life, just like you said. And so that wound up getting me locked up uh, for a long time. Now, I wasn't locked up in prison because all the charges were dropped and all that stuff, but I did have to stay in a jail cell for 18 long months. Okay. Very long. Those 18 long months. And I tell people all the time, you know, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. And so when I was in there, even though a lot of the charges, you know, stunk and all that stuff, and I knew a lot of them weren't true. At the end of the day, I knew God slowed me down for a reason because I was on 
uh, you know, a, a path of destruction. I was running laps around the decks of the Titanic, mm. okay? Going down mm. a bad, bad uh, you know, course of life. So at the end of the day, I got out and I said to myself, you know, while I was in there, I read the autobiography of Malcolm X. I read the Bible three times. I read the Quran a little bit more, right? Mm. And found this book called Think and Grow Rich. So the most important books to me in regards to business is Think and Grow Rich and the Autobiography of Malcolm X, right? Napoleon Hill is a mentor from afar. I even named my dog after him, okay? That's how important that book is. Wow. And so that was a positive aspect of me sitting down and saying, you know what? You don't need to make fast money illegally because you can make fast money legally. So when I got out of the out of jail, okay, in Charleston, South Carolina, I ran into the car business, right? I excelled in that business and made a lot of money in that business. At 26 years old, I made over 150 grand. So I found my niche, right? Mm -hmm. And luckily it was a guy that was in the Marine Corps, uh, retired that gave me my shot. You know, he said, hey man, I know you don't have any background in the car business. I know you don't have any skills in this business, but I'm gonna go ahead and hire you, but I'm not gonna hire you for Lexus where he worked. He took me across the street to a Toyota dealership and that's where my journey began. Wow, wow. So, you know, it's very um, ironic that you chose that as, not that you chose, obviously that you shared that as your your story because I would love to share this quote with you that I literally just shared on our blog and wow. it's, it's so fitting. So I just really wanted to share that with you. Give me two seconds here. Mm-hmm. And we're almost at over. 20,000 likes on this. So I, I'm, people are feeling the energy. Yes. When someone is, and with this being said, we're not, it could be a person, place, or thing. But in this quote, it just says, when someone is not meant for you, the universe will trigger them to mess up, like hurt, to mess up, hurt you, or disappoint you until you get the message to release oh, wow. them. That's powerful. And with you explaining, and I, I apply that to pretty much everything where it's just kind of like, if you keep doing this, the universe, mm-hmm. God, whatever you believe in is going to keep teaching you that same lesson until you have that aha moment. I tell you, I have a saying that I tell everybody that I teach in my seminars. If you don't discipline yourself now, something or someone mm-hmm. will discipline you, right? To start doing the right thing. And it could be a, a never-ending circle. Every single year, a lot of people don't understand, they end up with the same decisions that the universe put in front of them last year, right? Every single year, it's like deja vu. It's like, man, I've already done this before. I've already been through this before because it is your ancestors, it's God, it's everybody's the universe telling you, hey, listen, you've got to make the right decisions and we're going to give you a different opportunity, right? But it's going to be the same opportunity we gave you before, you know? So if you don't discipline yourself now, someone or something will discipline you. And so I was disciplined a long time ago because I thought I was going to do it. Man, my mom stopped me and said, hey, I could smell evil on you, Katia. Oh I could smell it. That's what, that's what my mom called. That's how she pronounces it. Moms right. and grandmothers know. Yeah, I could smell it, Katia. And I didn't listen, right? So I got disciplined. I got slowed down, but that slowdown opened up my eyes and I, I grew from it, okay? Yeah. Sometimes we gotta grow through things in life mm-hmm. versus going through things in life. 
I love that. And just thank you so much for your transparency. And I'm so, I know I don't know you, but mm -hmm. I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of where you are. And it's just, we need to normalize people knowing these stories, people mm -hmm. experiencing these real life situations. And it's just motivation. That is what, you know, downtown world is all about. Whereas people, real life, real things, celebrities, it's great. But I love speaking to people like yourself, where it's just like, you not that you could touch it, but you could touch it to be like, yes, like exactly. you can do this. Um, one of my favorite interviews to this date, um, I spoke about on another show that I have is with Ianla Van Zandt. And mm. she was speaking to Charlemagne the God. And she's always saying things that just has me <laughs> super channeled in. Like she has, she has my brain going. And she asked Charlemagne because he was discussing being with this therapist, et cetera. And May being the month of mental health, and I'm sure being incarcerated and just all the things you've been through life, mental health is something very important. And Almost. she said to him, Are you doing the healing work or mm. the growth work? Mm. And you yourself just said it. You yeah. you are doing that growth work. Yeah. Have you applied and started doing the healing work yet, Katib? Most definitely. You know, one thing as as a black man, because I can only speak for, for my because I'm a black man, I believe that every black man and woman, they need to go through therapy. Yes. Does that make sense? Not necessarily just sitting in front of a psychologist or a psychiatrist or whatever you want to call them, yeah. right? Um, whether it's your pastor, whether it's your imam, whether it's a mentor, you need to go through some form of letting out what you've been through. OK, because we've all been through hardships. I've, ne I've never said that I've ever wanted to be in anybody else's shoes because I don't know what they're going through, what they're walking through and the pain that they have. Right. Yeah. But I do know us being black Africans. OK, I don't like saying African-Americans, but yeah. black yeah. here in America. OK, we need therapy. OK, we need to talk about our hurts, especially black men, because we grow up with toxic masculinity. Does that make sense? You know, I remember I, I skid my knee one time. I hurt my knee. I was bleeding. I started crying. And my dad picked me up and said, stop crying. You know, stop crying. Be a man. I was like, wow. You know, and at seven years old, that's, that affects you. Does that make sense? It really does. Right? Instead of kissing me on the cheek and say, hey, man, it's going to be better. Are you okay? It was more so, hey, man, we're not going to cry. We're not going to show our emotions. Does that make sense? And it still goes for men today that's raising children, you know? So I really believe the healing process, we need to heal our inner child, okay? We also need to come to terms with loving ourselves and loving who we are as a person individually. So yes, I, I've done the growth work through relationships, you know, why a relationship doesn't last or why a relationship is going this way. Yeah. A relationship is simply a mirror of yourself. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. A relationship is simply a mirror of yourself, right? So we, I, I'm definitely doing the healing work, and I've done a lot of it. And listen, it doesn't happen overnight. Definitely the not. portion is awesome, but the personal portion, getting married and all that stuff and, and, and having a life with somebody, you know, we all have to work on that. And some people got it figured out, right? So, yes, I, I, I'm doing my healing work. Definitely. It, it's, it's huge. And, you know, 
I've been speaking continuously with people on the fact of just breaking those generational curses and everything you speak on, like it's, it extends into every aspect of life more than people, our people want to realize and give notice to or not. So let's continue to do that. Let's continue to normalize, not sweeping things under the rug, therapy, and just being transparent and, you know, letting those people know in our lives, um, that regardless of what title, because family, they like to, um, I'm sure you can attest to the more successful things we're getting for you all of a sudden, but I'm your aunt, but I'm your cousin, but I'm your this and I'm your that. Everyone's laying claim <laughs> to you now. You uh, know? Yeah. How do you, how, um, if some best advice you could give to how you maneuvered through that or trying let me, to let me tell you, maneuver okay, through you, that. You can't just throw your family away. You can't, uh, you know, just block family out and all that stuff. But I do have a saying, I have a lot of sayings, right? If you can't change the people around you, change the people around you, mm. right? And all that simply means is my mom, for instance, you know, listen, the most negative person in my life that I love to death is my mother, okay? What are you doing? Why are you doing that right now? I mean, I'm 40 years old and she still treats me like I'm 13, right? Because she's mom. So I have to limit certain phone calls. Or I have to tell mom, hey, mom, listen, I'm going to have to get off this phone right now because guess what? You're bringing negativity into this conversation and you're lowering my vibe. So I'm a bad mom now? So, 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 <laughs> like, like nope, I'm mom, just the worst of the worst? I love you, oh, mom, yeah. but I gotta go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I feel like no. you're reading me right now, Katib. I, 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 <laughs> but it's, it's no. real. And if at the age, like I am new, I'm almost, I'm going to be 30 this year. I know they say a lady shouldn't tell her age, but you know, I'm owning that, right? I'm yes. turning 30 this year. And I said to myself last year in my twenties, I'm not holding back. Yes is the word. The, the worst possible response I can get is no. And like you said, whoever that title is, if, if negativity is attached, I don't, I don't care who you could be. It's just not, not right now. I'm super locked in. Not right now. Not right Listen, now. Me, you could be the president. Uh, and I'm going to uh, your name. Uh, okay. <laughs> Here in downtown, we also say, eat fruit and mind your business. And that's, that's, what, right. that's what I do. And that's what <laughs> I encourage everyone to do. Eat fruit. It's great for you. Mind your business even better. Even right. better. Right. <laughs> what are like some of the... <laughs> Feel free to implement it in, in your speaking engagements. Yep, I feel yep. all honored. But, you know, what is a way in your life that you implement self-care? Because you're going, you're doing, you're healing, you're growing, but you also have to care for yourself. You well, want to I, you know, something, yeah. you know, and I know I'm quick to, to answer, but. Oh, not at all. Something I'm really, really doing right now. And I'm, I'm excited to share because a lot of, you know, uh, black men don't do it right? And that's getting out into nature, okay? That's planting your feet on the ground with no shoes on. We call that grounding, right? Mm. Getting out there, feeling the, the, the sun hits you, the vitamin D, right? Because we all are vitamin D deficient because of our melanin, yes. right? And so we want to get out into the sun. We want to get out into, you know, see the trees and, and things of that nature. And so I go to a, the park a lot lately. And I tell you, I've been feeling so good. My blood pressure has been down, you know? 
I, I'm in Atlanta, so I take these little, you know, VO rides, these little scooters and stuff. Yeah, instead of I miss driving, her just so you know, much right now. The, the ego <laughs> cars is what I call them. Instead of driving my ego cars, yeah. I do a scooter. And people are looking at me like, what is this dude doing on a scooter, one of these little VO scooters? Yeah. And I'm like, man, the stress relief that it gives you is crazy. And then I drink a lot of water, right? Which cheers. <laughs> and yeah. we all, you know, we forget about that. Water doesn't taste the best because it has no taste. You know, I'd rather drink some juice. So I'm taking all that stuff out of my life. Yeah. And I'm, I, I just like to re-energize myself by going out in the nature, you know, going for walks in the park, things of that nature. And then going to the beach. The beach is very rejuvenating, yeah. you know, because guess what? Our ancestors, a lot of the beaches where, I'm, where I live, okay, that's where a lot of our ancestors had their last stand. Does very that make true. sense? Very true. I'm still here with you because I'm losing power. No, no, you're power. fine. You're fine. Very so, true. That's how I do a lot of my self-care. I'm happy that, you know, you shared that because I want more Black men to know that's okay. I feel like until you guys get in relationships or situations with someone and you start using their products or whatever they may do, but I want men to do this on their own, like awesome. not because of who they're affiliated with, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, you know, you know, women like that, when you have a good woman, they, they, a woman is here to be protected, right? And the divine feminine is here to lead the world forward, okay? And as a man, you've never seen a president didn't have a wife, right? True. Because a woman is going to uplift you to become a even better man because she has divine feminine, right? Mm -hmm. And so divine feminine now, especially right now, are going to lead the world forward. So, mm -hmm. you know, whenever you're in a relationship, you're like, oh, I don't want to go because women like to do the park. They like to do picnics and all that stuff. But we're like, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, that's not me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, we got to telling them to go. <laughs> got to start doing it because we're dying in droves okay from foolishness and i've i've worked um at nursing homes and been like visiting and volunteering at nursing homes pretty much all my life um it stopped since the pandemic because constrictions but like my whole entire life and i'm telling you um over 80 percent of the time it's the gentleman that's in the wheelchair before the wife oh most definitely most definitely yeah <laughs> now as I, as I was explained to you earlier, eat fruit, mind your business. It is a saying that we have here and a, a lifestyle, if you will. And when I say fruit, I say to my women, you know, it's great for the skin, great for Ioni. As a gentleman, it's great for your skin, great for your body, all the things. And yeah. as well, fruit being wisdom, knowledge, things that add substance to the inner you, right? Most <laughs> You've given a lot of fruit, a lot of fruit tonight, Khatib. And I'm, I'm, I'm not... Um, I hope people aren't taking lightly to it because I'm definitely not. Um, but the book Cows versus Rhinos, mm -hmm. love the concept. It's so fitting, especially, um, I guess you could kind of say I'm in the podcasting world where um, one of the most popular things being discussed kind of right now is the Joe Budden podcast network, mm. and how things have been, you know, conspiring, conspooling, da 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 boss versus worker, all of these things, becoming a CEO, who is a CEO versus employee, but cows versus rhinos mm -hmm. embodies that. It, it discusses, touches on all these things. So <laughs> what was just, the, the? I know you kind of mentioned, or I even mentioned to me, but I wanted to ask you, like, what was just your inspiration for cows versus rhinos? 
Mm-hmm. Well, it, I was driving by a uh, pastor one day, you know, taking a long trip to go do a seminar. Uh, one of my seminars, one of my training seminars. And I saw those cows in the pasture and they were all eating grass at the same time. And I was like, man, well, this correlates with society because society, they all do the same things. We were told the same things growing up, go to school, get a good education, land a job in corporate America and then retire and get a gold watch and a turkey. Okay. But me coming out of the Marines, I, I found that, man, you know, this isn't happening. I did everything I was supposed to do. And now I'm sitting up here behind bars for no reason. Right. Except for trying to make money, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, and now that, that, that venture is legal <laughs> throughout the whole world. Right. So at the, at the end of the day, as a Marine, we had to have thick skin. Okay. We had to charge the enemy because I was in the infantry. Right. And so it always correlated to being a rhino, you know what I'm saying? So, Thick skin, okay? People shooting negative arrows at you and those negative arrows bouncing right off of you because you've got that rhino armor, okay? If you're a cow, you've got thin skin, okay? You do everything that you're told to do and then your dreams end up in a graveyard. And I tell people all the time, you know, a, a, a goal is simply a dream with a deadline, okay? So we gotta go out there and be fearless like a rhino, you know? We grow that horn on the front of our face so we just run through brick walls, okay? Yeah. And so cows don't have that. Cows will, will go and then they go to slaughter, okay? And not even know they're going to slaughter. One cow gets slaughtered. The other cow's going up the, the, the mill behind them, getting slaughtered again. And every cow is seeing this and they don't run off to do something different. Yeah. It's the same thing. 97% of the population are cows and 3% of the population are rhinos. I was told a long time ago by a mentor of mine, if all the money in the world was spread out equally, okay, within a year, it would all go back to the same hands of the elite, the 3%. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I got reparations, $150,000, I'm going to give that back to Louis Vuitton. Okay. I'm going to get that back give that back to Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, all that wealth will go back to the same hands and left unless we change our thought process. Okay. Prison right here. I was in jail for 18 months, but I was still in prison Mm. while there. Mm. And luckily I got out of it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not an easy road. Definitely not. not. Because if it was simple, everybody would be doing it, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of heartache. There's a lot of family that's looking at you, telling you, this ain't what you're supposed to be doing. Like my mom, you know, why are you becoming an entrepreneur? Why are you getting into sales? You got a degree. You got this. You got that. But listen, I wish I could sell my degree back to the college it came from and get a big refund. And I'm not saying- And use that and invest it. <laughs> right. Right. Preaching. <laughs> Okay, they taught me how to pledge. They taught me how to have fun, right? And I didn't really take it seriously because I'm an individual, you understand? So other people take college seriously. There's people that become doctors, lawyers, and that's great, but everybody can't go through eight years of school. I know I couldn't. Exactly. So we've got to have a different path. You know, a doctor, even if you get your doctorate and you become a medical doctor, you still have to learn how to sell. Yeah. You'll have to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of doctors are coming out here failing. They have to work for a hospital 
okay, and make $90,000 to $190,000 a year when they could be millionaires with their own practice, but they were never taught that. You know, well, they go to school. Let's you also know? be realistic, right? Because mm-hmm. one of my pet peeves as well is like sometimes with speakers, coaches, etc. Um, yes, go for your dreams, aspire to that. But yeah. there's some people that are just going to live and die as a cow. And Most- as a true rhino, you know this, that you cannot yeah. convert everyone to being a rhino. Exactly. Exactly. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. And guess what? There's, a, you know, I have an assistant. She's a great assistant, you know, but she never wants to get into entrepreneurship. But I, you know, but my business would not be the business it is without her. There it you know is. I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. And some of my, sell, my sales trainers in the field right now, my business would not be the business that it is without them, you know? And so everybody is not geared to be an entrepreneur, but I would love to teach everybody how to be one. Does that make sense? And that's what my book is all about. Yeah. Yeah, I, to do great things. I just like that. And thank you for just being honest with that, because I feel like some people, they really do profit off of selling people this false hope and people fall for it. And I don't want people, not that I'm discouraging everyone downtown, don't yeah. waste no time with negativity, but it's just, it's just honestly, that's like the music industry. You have the masses, you got the fans, and you have the people on stage. Like, it's just the way of the world now. Like, mm-hmm. um, I recently just watched the movie Wall Street. <laughs> now, you, which I just learned. I was like, oh my gosh, how have I never seen this? But I was like, some people are going to be like Charlie Sheen. Yes. They're going to do whatever, I almost swore, whatever they have to do. <laughs> to get it done because they see the vision and they're like i want to be on the east side yes i got time want to be on the east side and some Mm -hmm. people are cool still being in the cubicle showing up every day because you have to be dumb to think that you're going to do the same thing and get different results on the daily and i realized that being a part of the corporate world where it was just like, okay, cool, nine to five, cool. I'm here on the 20th floor, okay, cool. Um, office, cool, like, yeah. ideal job, but I still feel incomplete. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. feel like I still have no say. I still, you, you can't complain about anything. You can't discuss anything, oh, no. so. And the biggest thing, you can't will it to your children, right? I'm, uh, I'm here to try to build a legacy for my family. Yeah. And my grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren, right? And so the things that we do now, we got to understand we're doing it for our generations to come. Exactly. Does that make sense? Right? People that we don't even know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, my grandma, I, I keep my grandmother's um, degree, right? I keep my grandmother's degree. She graduated from Allen University, oh, right? right? Uh, this is the oldest degree that I've ever seen in my life, right? <laughs> but she was an educator, you know? Yeah. And, you know, my family was big in the music and entrepreneurship. And, and I guess that's where I get it from in regards to entrepreneurship. Yeah. But, you know, I keep that degree just to let myself know, you know, she did this for me. Mm, she cool. taught people when it was a time to where, you know, a black woman, you know, wasn't even heard of as being a teacher. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, let alone into public schools that she had to fight to get into. You know, and so for me, I look at that and I say, you know what? 
she created a legacy for me and my father and my grandfather. And so I need to create a legacy for my grandchildren's grandchildren. You know, I've got two beautiful daughters and they mean so much to me and I don't want them to go through the things that I've been. You know? As a parent should. <laughs> yes. But it's, it's deeper. It's, for me, it's deeper than that. Yeah. Because I know, uh, I, I did this little seminar with a, a, it was like a battered woman seminar, yeah. right? And I, I believe highly in woman empowerment, right? Because I got two daughters, yeah. you know, and I know women are here to lead the world forward. And so I went through this seminar and it was a battered woman seminar. I got a place for them at the Marriott penthouse and they did all the little dressing up and, you know, her makeup and all that stuff. But all the ladies in the room, I was the only guy there besides the cameraman. And all the ladies in the room started talking about their life, their childhood growing up. And man, I'll tell you, I don't want to dig deep into it, but I was crying yeah. and hurt by listening to their stories, man. Yeah. I said to myself, I said, man, I never want my daughter to go through any of this I'm stuff. I'm telling you, the Black woman's story, it's the people, normalized, but it's not. The people that were the closest to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eight out of ten. Right. So at the end of the day, y'all are here to make us move, help yeah. us move forward. And so I'm big on that. Yeah. Big on that. Yeah. You know, I guess I got two beautiful little girls. And right. they they must be proud because what I love, um, I've been transparent over the years on this mm -hmm. podcast of like, you know, the relationship that my father and I have. And he has been through like so many adversities in life. And the older I get, the more I just appreciate, I can imagine the stories and the real life situations that you can share with your daughters. And like, sorry for my language, but I'd be like to my dad, you a real nigga, like, that's <laughs> a real nigga shit. Like, yeah. like, you know, and the fact that we have that dynamic, mind mm -hmm. you, he's a pastor, but you know, yes. another day, another time. <laughs> but it's just the fact of like, when you go through real things and your children can look up to you, like I'm sure when I look at Blue, her mm -hmm. parents, not only one, but two parents yeah. being home and, and you're getting to hear the, the stories and the information. That's that's what the lineage is about. Mm -hmm. Sharing yeah. that information from this to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. It should not look the same. And our paths cannot look the same. And I am not a parent yet, but what I am learning is the fact that you cannot expect your child to do it exactly like you. It's going to look different. Technology is different. The times are different. So I want to ask you, when it comes to your girls, you know, pandemic, families have been kind of more forced to be even more more close in proximity with each other <laughs> what is something well, I that, you, yeah I, I tell you my, my daughters are my world right and so man so let they, me ask you, <laughs> let me ahead. ask you this what is something that your daughters would say that they maybe learned about you during mm -hmm. this pandemic that they they maybe didn't know about dad before well man my, I'm gonna talk about my youngest daughter, Nyla, right? She looks at me like, this guy's like weird. <laughs> Cause he doesn't go to work nowhere. You know what I'm saying? She notices that I travel all, all over the place and she's been to several different places with me, right? Yeah. But she's like, well, daddy, you're not like everybody else. You, you know, you're, you've, always, you've always been on the computer working and doing these Zooms and all that stuff, you know? And so she notices that I don't go to a place of employment, right? 
And I'm always free to be at her dances. I'm always free to do things with her, um, you know. And so at the end of the day, she really noticed that during the pandemic that daddy really did, didn't have to go anywhere. And the reason she noticed it because I was doing it before the pandemic. Dad goes so out, it gets really the came to a realization for her, it. like, man, this guy, what does he do for a living? Yeah. You know, she asked me, though, what do you do for a living? And so it's hard for me to kind of explain it to her, but I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a serial entrepreneur and I do whatever it takes, <laughs> you know? So um, I, I love that with my, with my daughters, my oldest daughter, um, she's special needs, my oldest daughter. That was another yes. trial that I had to go through in my life. Yeah. Um, she has cerebral palsy one lung and one kidney, but she's my personal hero, right? Look she's my personal hero. There's, there's, I would not be where I'm at right now without my oldest daughter, you know, because I saw all the things that she went through. I was in the hospital with her for six months and I saw all the things that she went through and this little girl was still smiling the whole time, right? No, I can get emotional talking about this. No negativity in her heart. Yeah. No fear in her heart and just a big smile at the end of the day She's right peace. yes and so we strive to be like that yeah okay Daily our inner child me. strives to smile all the time mm. you know what i'm saying so that's the beautiful thing about my oldest daughter and my youngest daughter she's just she's going to be an entrepreneur she's she's going to be a leader she's going to do everything that she wants to do yeah you know so oh, i love it, that it, I truly love that and it's ironic sometimes in life where like you feel like a person that you have to be there for without me like what is it going to be and they end up actually being more of that for you yes you know um Rick Ross one of my favorite favorite rappers um Mm -hmm. top five for sure and one of his tracks um I feel like it was Santorini Greece but in multiple of his tracks, he kind of just discusses like friends that he has that are incarcerated for life. And literally mm-hmm. all they have, all they have is that phone conversation. Yeah. And yeah. it does so much for him over the years, even going through seizures and things of that nature to, yeah. to have that, knowing that there's no amount of money he can give them to, to, to change what like multiple yeah. life sentences, you get what I'm saying? Some real real, real things, real, real people, real things, real situations. And I love that. And I love that you have that in your life because not everyone has that. It's funny. It's funny. You talk about Rick Ross because one of my favorite verses, um, you know, in in one of his, one of his raps, right. Was, you know, getting the foreign in the morning, pick your daughter up. Right. And then he said, and now the women be the realest ones. You know what I'm saying? And so, He's he's always preaching in his rhymes, you know what I mean, on some real, real levels, yeah. you know, that a lot of people don't even get. And my other favorite artist is Nas, obviously, right? Um, just funny. listen, you know, Stillmatic, the beginning of it. Oh, the intro to <laughs> we Stillmatic. Both, we both said it at the same time. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, shoot, man. What, what do you say at the beginning of that, man? You know, um, Blood of a slave, heart of a king. Man, turn my voice up. Right? That day, that, that's the that's the intro to Stillmatic. Yeah. Blood of a slave, heart of a king. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right? So hip hop, man, listen, I wear Adidas. If I'm not in a suit, 
I'm in an Adidas suit or a Puma suit because guess what? Adidas was the first brand to help us, uh, you know, with endorsements. And people, don't, a lot of people don't know this. Jesse Owens, okay, uh, yeah. the owner of Adidas, was waiting outside of the World War II Olympics wow. for Jesse Owens to put wow. on a pair of those Adidas. And him and Jesse Owens became business partners. Wow. And Jesse Owens won all the gold medals, made Hitler look like a chump, okay, yeah. and showed that we were the divine, right? Wow. We were the power, okay? And he was wearing Adidas when he was doing it. I and the second that. is when Run DMC took the stage with My Adidas, the first commercial type hip hop group out there. And they got paid big money with Adidas. And then obviously we know Kanye West, Adidas made him a billionaire, yeah. you know? So I, I got a lot of hip hop, man. I tell you, you know, it has transcended everything that we thought it wouldn't transcend, you know? With, with, with the Kanye Adidas one, I, I will say he made them richer because- yeah. Most definitely. That is a prime example of what Black people have gone through throughout our whole history, whereas mm -hmm. we put people on to the ideas and the natural things that come to us that isn't as hard, I guess, for everyone else. And yeah. they take it and make bread. So mm. it's, 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 it's exciting to see. It's and I can honestly talk about hip hop and music like as if it's a relationship, like I probably, <laughs> I'm a big nerd when it comes to those things, but um, <laughs> like, it's real, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Rick Ross, mm -hmm. like I, Rick Ross is definitely one of those artists where listening to his music, like just certain things, it just, yeah. even if you don't resonate with it, you can't wait to get to that part in life. Like when he's saying things Most like, um, my bank account that caught the Holy Ghost. <laughs> what, what number did he see? That's true. <laughs> that made him say, whoo. <laughs> Hey, that's deep. You know what I'm people don't understand that. You know, you got to pray over. <laughs> listen, you got to pray over your bank account. Hey. Okay. You got to make sure that that you manifest the right things in your bank account. You got to make sure it's clear of negativity, mm. right? Just like your spirit. Mm. You know, you need to pray over that bank account. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. You know, so that word bank account make you know it caught the Holy Ghost. That's serious business. Serious. You know, and people just think a bank account is just that. You need to pray over your bank account. Pray it all. Bitcoin, crypto, all of it. Uh, all of it. <laughs> you know, it's wide open, and that's one thing the pandemic has showed us that we're globally, we're all connected. We're all yeah. a part of the collective, right? And it also showed that, listen, the whole globe is so small. Oh yeah. Right. Because everybody was catching, you know, the virus was spreading like wildfire. Okay, yeah. um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm big on being fearless, so I don't really, you know, certain things about the virus are a little kind of skeptical to me, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, there are people dying, there are people going through certain things, but it showed us how closely tied we are with the rest of the world, mm -hmm. right? And it also showed us, listen, you could be here, and you could lose it just like that, just like that, right? And also showed us some good things. You don't always have to be at work. Okay. You can work from home. All right. You don't have to have somebody over your shoulder watching you work all the time. Managing all day. Right. Because yeah. you could be at home. And so I think the pandemic changed a lot of people's mindset, especially business owners that own brick and mortar businesses uh, that, hey, your employees need more time freedom. They need to spend more time with their family. You know, we need to stop normalizing working 20 hours a day. Uh, we need to stop normalizing. Hey, um, I wake up when I'm finished. You know, I wake up when I'm finished sleeping. We need to stop normalizing not sleeping. 
Yeah. Okay. Because we need to take control of our health. We need to get eight to nine hours of sleep. Exactly. Right. In order to be really productive. Exactly. And one thing I saw when I was in the car business, we didn't believe in that. Okay. When I was a finance manager, we didn't leave the dealership until 12, one o'clock in the morning. And guess what? I ate food when I got home. You know what I'm saying? Um, They got me overweight. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And with being overweight, you got a lot more stress. You got a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not getting any sleep because we'd have to be back to the job at nine o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning for a, a sales meeting. Okay, we're all cleaning up before the owner comes, and the owner's not doing anything of being on a golf course, but we're cleaning up the everything. We're cleaning up our computers, we're cleaning up our desks because the owners are coming. What kind of foolishness are we doing? Then, okay, yeah, I have. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a yeah. big believer in if I'm married, my wife is going to own her own business. She already doesn't have her own business because I don't want to be working for somebody and her calling my job saying, hey, can we do dinner plans at seven? And then I say to her, well, I got to ask my boss. Yeah. (laughs) That's not the way we want to live. Yeah. Okay. And I don't want to call her job and her telling me, hey, Tyrone won't let me off at nine o'clock. I got to stay and finish up some paperwork. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's Tyrone in the first place? You might as well be married to him. Yeah. You understand? But that's what jobs do. And we're normalizing this stuff. Yeah. You know, and we need to normalize being with our family, growing our businesses. Even if you work a job, okay, at the end of the day, you still need to understand you need to have time for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Especially your family, your immediate family. And that's why divorces are so high. Yeah. You know? And, and listen, the black family, we need to correct ourselves because guess what? Every single movement that we've ever had that was a real movement was being financed by the black family. There we go. And when you don't have the black family financing things, guess what? Mm-hmm. All that money goes to whatever political party that wants to use us and abuse us, they'll get that money. Exactly. Regardless of what political party it is, it could be Democrat or Republican. OK, exactly. they use it for their advantage instead of opening doors that we need to have open. But the black everything. family financed everything, everything. And we need to get back to that. Agreed. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Killer Mike. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Great guy. Great, Great. guy. I hope to meet him one day. But just because Georgia, you know, South and he's just one of those people in present times that I could be like are definitely advocating for actual yes. actionable steps for things to be that. So yes. um, another standard question that we do ask here at downtown, don't waste no time with negativity is you have mm-hmm. five elements. You mm-hmm. have fire, water, earth, air, and spirit. Which mm-hmm. element do you feel like represents you, resonates with you the most and why? Well, earth. Mm. Right. And I, I'd also say water because I, I believe in, you know, zodiac signs. Right. I'm a Pisces. You know okay. what I'm saying? So so water rejuvenates you. But Earth is is man. It's all about planting seeds. Right. You plant a seed in the earth like the trees. You know, trees are 100 to 150 years old. You know what I'm saying? They have more knowledge than anybody. OK, they're living. Does that make sense? Don't think I'm crazy. No, I agree. I agree. Listen, (laughs) listen, trust me. (laughs) If you look at our lungs, okay, our lungs look just like tree branches, right? 
Yeah. So the earth element is where we come from and where Ooh. we will and where we will return. Ooh, Ooh run that back for me, team. Okay. Run that back. I'm, I'll say it one more time. Over, I know it's over everyone's head. Woo. <laughs> earth is where we come from and Ooh. earth is where we will return. Right. And so if you water a plant, that plant continues to grow. You know what I mean? So if you plant a seed, it will eventually manifest into what you want it to manifest to. Okay. All you got to do is keep watering that seed. So earth and water are very vital to me. Right. You know, air is important, but earth and water, I mean, the whole shit, um, the whole earth, which we live in is mostly water. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So at the end of the, if you don't understand that element, then how are you going to understand watering the earth and the earth being what you're going to go back to? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we, we could we could talk spiritually and I think we need to talk more spiritually as black people. Right. That is, us. Without, that is the essence. of Yes. Us. Without spirituality. You know what I'm saying? We we can't go anywhere. <laughs> that is literally we are in direct alignment of that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. One thousand. Love the answer and the analogy with like the trees and our love, mm-hmm. the branches. Yes. Root. Serious fruit. <laughs> now, <laughs> Kateev, I know tech is not working my favor and I'm not even letting that hold us up because this conversation is so powerful mm-hmm. today. So I'm very sure that my audience, it doesn't even phase because it's all about this and what we're hearing and receiving. Most definitely. So I truly appreciate you. And it's not about what I look like. It's about Kateev. So we can see him. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. great. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, when we say certain things don't work, we always got the enemy. The enemy doesn't want a lot of things to work correctly. Hey, hey. Right? That bad negative spirit doesn't want a lot of things to work correctly. Okay? We think the devil is this red fellow with horns, but man, the devil is negative. <laughs> okay? There's two portions of the atom, positive and negative. Yeah. Right? And that negative portion of the atom will try to get involved and try to mess up and try to sabotage everything that's good. Okay? So you got to keep moving forward, you know, and that's why being a rhino is so important. It right? is very, very, very. And <laughs> I want to ask you as well, Katim, because mm-hmm. you, you're a man that, as we said, have, you're truly a man, been through a lot of things in life. And what is one of maybe the most, like, I don't want to say rumor, but things that people may, ass- thing that s- people may assume about you. Mm-hmm. And it isn't that. That I'm unapproachable. Mm. right that I'm um, uh, you know I got a beard and a bald head that I'm not you know somebody you can just come talk to I'm, I'm not a guy that likes to have fun right I, I think I'm a comedian you know what I'm saying I like to joke I like to crack jokes I'm, I'm a pretty funny guy right yeah. and so people don't know that about me until they get to know me you know and so I'm a very approachable person I'm willing to help everybody um, and I'm a very giving person mm. you know and I give secretly yeah you understand what i'm saying i don't give to show mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you know um so because i don't want to embarrass the other person exactly because i know if i'm a person and everybody's got their cameras on me and i'm on the street yeah and cameras in my face and all that stuff and then giving yeah. me something even though i'm going to accept it because i don't have anything it's yeah. still going to make me feel unhuman does that make sense i agree 
So I'm, I'm a person that I walk. I live downtown Atlanta, so I walk the streets and, and just talk to a lot of the homeless people. And they don't even they're like, man, this guy's pretty cool, you know, and I, I learned so much from, you know, I like I feel like we share so many similarities in that sense, because mm -hmm. some of my like favorite people to speak with seniors, as I said, I spent a lot of time volunteering, being like around them and as well being with grandparents, which all of mine are no longer on this earth, but the, the few times that I have been able to interact with them, children. Yeah. Those are some really amazing conversations if you mm. allow your brain to be free. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, 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 I, it's. I mean, I could tell you, and this brings back something that my daughter told me, this was a while ago. I, I said, hey, sweetie, you're a queen. She said, I know daddy. This is my youngest daughter. I know daddy. I'm a queen. I said, well, I'm a king, right? She says, no, nah, daddy, you're a prince. I said, well, what does that mean? She said, you're a prince. I said, well, why am I a prince and you're a queen? Shouldn't I be a king since I'm your dad? Yeah. She said, oh, in order for you to be a king, you got to be married first. <laughs> and so I thought she no was. No filter. Listen, I thought she was like saying, oh, I need to get back with my, my ex, her yeah, mother. Yeah, right? yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, and I said, well, you want me to get back with your mom? She says, no, nah, yeah, you know. You just got to. Something, but God will help you find who you need to be with. Ooh. I was like, excuse Ooh. me. <laughs> so you know, Ooh. children and children, children are the best, right? Because their their thoughts aren't as convoluted. They yeah. they're not as like brainwashed in a sense. You know, yeah. um, as I was speaking with you the other show, Eat Fruit, that I have, it's it's just so ironic everything that we're discussing because we discussed a lot of that this week, and I wasn't asking you questions from the show. It was just, you know, mm -hmm. one of the main topics we spoke about is the decolonization of the human mind. Oof. How important that it's so huge of a topic, which, <laughs> you know, but um, the aspect that I chose to tackle is food. And you mm -hmm. were kind of brazing on that. But if we were to just dig a little bit more deeper, I'm not a vegetarian. I don't um, pretend to be of that. But as I said, eat fruit, mind your business. There's certain yeah. things in my life that on a daily I will incorporate and do because it's mm -hmm. just in the long run going to help us to be who we need to be, our true divine yeah. selves. Yes. Um, with food, I've also noticed I'm a very emotional eater. Happy, mm. I'm eating sad, I'm eating. Hence, <laughs> hence all the, the extra quarantine mm. <laughs> stress mm. weight. And we're also always in front of the computer. So it's so easy just to have something and be doing this all day. What is something that you've noticed with yourself when it comes to food fatigue? And how have you adjusted that maybe in your life to yeah. a part of you becoming more aligned with your divine self? Well, I, I, I tell you, I've tried every type of diet. I've tried every type of vegan. You look great. So don't get me wrong. You look great. Right. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I've lost a, a lot of weight just from focusing on self-care right and so man i tell you i was dancing the other day i had some pecan pie with some hey. butter ice cream i felt like i was 80 years old and i was just shaking <laughs> dancing but I, i'll tell you you know there's certain foods that bring your spirit down mm -hmm. it's good when you're eating it but when you're finished eating it's like oh my god and that's steak i love steak when i first yeah. eat it but oh after I eat it, it's like oh, man what am i doing yeah you know I like white rice. That's a part of us, right? You know, our, our ancestry. You know, my family's from Charleston originally, Charleston, South Carolina. You know, that's where the slave ports and all that stuff were. Okay. 
connected. My ancestors are directly connected wow. to them, Yeah. Right? Charleston, I mean, you know, I'm talking about the country parts yeah, of Charleston. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Bali Beach and all that stuff. Uh, and I'm Geechee too, but my mom was such an educator. She taught me the hooked on, she had me on hooked on phonics, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm, so I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I don't speak each. But at the end of the day, like my family, you wouldn't even understand the way they talk, right? <laughs> they sound Caribbean, but it's like a hardcore Caribbean. It's Geechee. Well, me, my, well me and my family start chat some people on the side We look down. What? Now, what you do? What are you going to do? Turns in the what you do? Yeah, but I yeah, love yeah. It. I love it. Love it. Love it. Used to have chickens in her backyard, right? Chicken coop, yeah. Chicken coop in her backyard. She's like ninety. You know, she wore all white, and I'm just discovering now she used to practice. She was Ifa, right? Okay. Uh, but anyway, we that's our ancestry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, and so I've done a lot of backtracking on that. But good, getting back on the food topic, mm -hmm. this thing called Hoppin' John, right? Okay. It, white rice, red, red, not red beans, but black eyed peas mm. with chicken. Oh, man. Mm. Listen, when you used to bite it and, and, and taste, mm. it used to make you just do this. <laughs> oh, I haven't had that feeling in years. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? So she used to put love in that food. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so food is man. Food's a big, big part. That's why I don't believe in in diets. I just believe in eating less yeah. of what you yeah. right. And if so, if I order some food like some steak or some, if I order a plate of food, I eat half of it. Yeah, and I'm satisfied. Like that's what a lot of people understand. You have if to you kind of slow away, yourself down. You'll, you'll, say, you'll, Am I still hungry? Yeah, you know, and I just go back and eat the rest. For like dinner or something like that and so i've lost a lot of weight doing that that's um, great because the other day i had a 10 ounce steak everything I, that that I, way down. <laughs> I eat everything that i enjoy okay yeah. i don't eat pork um that's just my my background you know with my family right i don't eat pork um i don't knock anybody that does right but I just you're right we, should we shouldn't be eating pork it's really hard i'm in and out of it but you're right don't don't be shy to say our, you're right system, we should not be eating the pork do not digest it mm -mm. Wine, right mm -hmm. so i'm not no you know but at the end of the day i don't eat pork yeah um, i shouldn't eat a lot of red meat but mm -hmm. I, I i eat steak right mm -hmm. i love chicken but when you look at chicken you don't want to eat a lot of chicken because yeah. a lot of chicken hormones put in it it's not like the chickens in my grandma's backyard no 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 you, might, <laughs> you know true. killer chickens right um i like seafood i hated fish but now i force myself to eat more salmon and, okay. and, and fish and stuff it's all but the way I, you do it it's all the way yeah, you I do it tilapia because sloppy is like eating pork okay. it's man -made, right okay. tilapia is man-made it's not a real fish i don't eat it but i never knew that tilapia is and, and catfish, you know, catfish. It's woof. really popular with Americans. Oh, catfish. Cat, oh, my God. Catfish is like a pig of the sea. It'll come out of the water and walk. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, my God. Oh, some fried catfish. So I'm not going to oh turn God. anybody. Oh, my um, gosh. And all that stuff, like a crab boil. Oh, my God. Like I believe. Like, oh. Crab boil. I'm with there. The I'm there. I'm the, I, I'd big, be making the sea boils at home. Love it. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of like people don't understand, you know, stop doing all the crazy stuff you see on TV. 
But yeah. eat what you like because those bring memories. And listen to your body. If I go to the Caribbean and I have a Caribbean dish, that's a memory. Mm. If I go to Germany and I have some bratwurst, beef bratwurst or whatever, it's a memory. Mm. German's okay. bread is so hard, you know, you can't, but so soft inside, it's not like American bread, mm. right? You know, as black people, we have our own way of doing things. We can get a loaf of bread and that front piece of bread is going to end up meeting the back piece of bread, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the oh, way I we agree. do. I agree. I watched, because um, I, I loved, as I said, I watch a lot of random things because I like mm -hmm. to just learn, you know? Yeah. And um that's why I was so happy when you were mentioning the books that you've read. And I hope everyone took note and, you know, get those books in your life, in your system, because really great books. Um, so you had to go all the way back to the beginning. But, okay. you know, in the sense of like with the bread, I remember watching this episode because I love watching like culinary food related shows. So mm -hmm. there's a place where like it's like I don't want to say a hot springs, but throughout random parts just on the earth, yeah. there's just natural like heat mm. like kind of like you would see a vent on the street and yeah. now the heat like and i i want to say it was germany and like a bunch of places kind of surrounding there so there's mm -hmm. a group of people that bake the bread and i believe it's probably the same bread you're talking about there's one where it lo almost looks black it's like a dark mm -hmm. brown i believe yeah and they just put it in like a hole in one of mm -hmm. the holes that had the heat coming out cover it up cover it with like cover it in cloth cover it with yeah. the dirt let mm -hmm. the steam like stay in the earth and take yeah. it out i believe like 13 to 24 hours later and that's how they cook the bread well, and you, uh hawaiians you know the hawaiian custom of cooking the whole pig underground mm. i ain't custom uh the cooking a whole pig underground right um the germans do it with the bread and all that stuff yeah. but we got to a passport and get out there you know for, yeah. for all your followers get a passport yeah, yeah. okay yeah. stamp in it yeah you yes. will never understand life fully unless you understand different cultures go go be you safe know? but go we could watch all these world <laughs> war ii documentaries about how bad germany was but when you go to germany it's probably the cleanest country you ever want to go <laughs> and the people right? people you ever want to meet especially yeah. if, you, if you're a black woman yeah <laughs> Or a black man. If you go to Germany, you're going to be treated like a king. That's what I've if heard. I'm yeah. the same thing. You know, I love the Spanish countries, you know, um, the Hispanic countries, excuse me, like Dominican Republic, like Costa Rica, yeah. Colombia. I got a friend, a black guy that moved to Colombia. His father's a very well-to-do doctor out here. He moved to Colombia and changed his citizenship. Yeah. He said, man, all the people are just beautiful, man. You know, and we're just normal here. Yeah. And this guy was 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 a well kind of spoiled, right? He yeah. had a, a silver spoon, and he's saying this. So how do you think we feel, people that grow up like us? For real. You got to get out there and see how powerful we are. You know, thousand percent. Collectively, Black Africans here in America, we are the fifth richest country in the world if we put all our wealth together but we only let our wealth run through our community one time there it is not even one time probably half right i and heard you it got, say it's less than like five minutes or something like that yeah you got the jewish community it's just rotating through there oh yeah <laughs> you know, to the yep. point where it took a whole a whole piece of land that wasn't even theirs <laughs> and and <laughs> here here we story, are <laughs> right here we um are. we are right but the the africans in africa Okay, 
are opening up the doors for us. They're opening up the doors for us in Ghana, Nigeria. A lot of people don't understand that most billionaires besides Oprah Winfrey and Michael Jordan and, you know, the other billionaires we know, there's over 15 billionaires in Nigeria that yeah. look like us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And a lot of them are called your royal highness. Yeah. Like literally, the oldest monarchies in the world are in Nigeria. Excuse me, am I still here? Yes, yes, you're here. So at the end of the day, we need to we need to start rediscovering ourselves. Yes. Like get a passport. It's not it's easy to get a passport and start traveling. Use it. Use it. Get out of our, get out of where we're at. Get out of our neighborhoods, you know, that aren't our neighborhoods, right? You know, exactly. you could be I was in a gang growing up, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because I was I had a great family life, but I still wanted to, I still wanted attention. So I was in a gang, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I was a blood, right? Yeah. But I, I, you, I grew out of that. We were protecting the neighborhood that we didn't even own. Right. We didn't even own the neighborhood, but we're protecting it. Yeah. Right. Let's go buy some land. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm looking in. Valdosta. I love what they're doing now these days with yeah. the Crips and Bloods. You know, and figuring out ways to monetize it because you look at yes. like Harley Davidson. Oh, it's a, it's a. Those okay guys are killing the game, right? A Harley Davidson oh. isn't cheap either. <laughs> We're you know what I'm saying? We hope y'all do your Googles and just. Right, right. <laughs> I, I, see it, I see it through hip hop. It's, it's a money. It's not like when I was growing up, I saw you wearing blue and I'm going to shoot at you. Not you know enough. what I'm saying? You know, I was ordered to go in the Marine Corps, by the way, by a judge. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It wasn't a volunteer thing. It was, hey, man, you either going to do this or you're going to go in the Marine Corps. And I chose going into the Marine Corps. So and it helped me get disciplined. Right. Yeah. Like I said, if you don't discipline yourself now, someone or something will discipline you. Yep. Okay. But I see now through hip hop that the, the gang culture is not like it used to be. No. They're actually trying to monetize it. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny, we celebrate all the things like we celebrate Scarface, right? We celebrate the mob, the mo Italian mafia. You know what I'm saying? You see it all on Netflix. Tony Soprano, you know. I watch them all, yep. Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies. I mean, this yeah. is the reason I dress the way I dress because I watch Goodfellas, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, when I put on a suit, it's like, <laughs> you know, that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I get that from watching those movies. Yes. You know? But we celebrate those movies, you know? We do. And it's a gang type deal. It's a, you know, the mob type but we're, we as Black people are celebrating it, but we're not celebrating ourselves and growing through ourselves. Some of the biggest, you know, street gangs come from some of the biggest civil rights movements. Yeah. You know? Talk about it. Protect the neighborhood. Protect police from coming in and brutalizing us. Protect yeah. ourselves from getting brutalized from the police. You know, things of that nature. You know? And so we just need to, to understand how to market and make more money and do more positive things in our community. Yes. You know, so, so very, very big on that. Like I keep my ear to the street. I'm not, I'm the, I'm the, there's another thing about me that people don't know. Young men, I reach down to young men and I uplift them. A lot of men that are my age, they'll look at a young guy that's sagging his pants and all that. So, oh, oh man, why are you sagging his pants and all this stuff? Why is he wearing skinny jeans? Do y'all remember how we used to dress back in the day with turbo and ozone and they were break dancing? Come on. <laughs> Those guys were wearing half shirts and we were yeah. celebrating. Okay. Prince was driving a purple motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> celebrate the young men and help man. Listen, when I talk to young men and I talk to them about myself, my past and what they can do, they do nothing but give me love. And they're so, hey, you see their faces. They can't believe that this 40 year old guy understands them. It's real. But a lot of us pretend like we don't. We pretend like we didn't sag our pants and we didn't do that. So now we become judgmental. Don't judge unless you want to be judged. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we're not uplifting our young black men. Okay. Women can only do so much with a man. Right. And they're doing a pretty good job. But right. It takes a man but, but to we're not except we're not it, like back in the day. If my mama whipped my ass, my neighbor, if I did something, was going to whip my ass too. And she's going to tell my mama. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and my mom was like, I'm glad you got them. Yeah. You know? But nowadays we don't do that. You know, so young men are just startled when I embrace them and I try to uplift them. I never got it when I was a young man. Exactly. Okay? I got it from people that didn't look like me. You have to normalize it. Yeah. I got it from people that didn't look like me. Yes. The, the old Jewish guys. Yeah. They saw talent and they said, you know what? I'm going to show him the way. Yeah. I even asked the old country redneck gentleman, okay, named Mike, right? Yeah. I pulled him aside. He was a millionaire. I pulled him to the side and said, hey, man, you know, I see you helping all these other guys out that don't look like me, that look like you. Yeah. Right? I want you to help me. You know? And he said, well, Tim, all you got to do is ask. Right? But the reason we, and he told me the reason we embrace them because they look like us. Yeah. So y'all need to start doing the same thing. And then he started naming all these people that weren't embracing me in my, uh, in the automotive business. And I, I couldn't say anything. I'm not going to say their names, but they own yeah. big deal. They could have took me under their wing, they but he took me under his choice. Wing. Yeah. They wouldn't. Exactly. But I said to myself, I'm never going to do that. Exactly. Okay. I've helped so many, by, by God, I've helped so many young black men and women create six to seven figure incomes because they are willing to listen. Yes. Some of them even dropped out of college because they were making more money than they've ever made just by running their mouth. Yeah. No hard work, just going through enough no's so they can get to a yes. Yeah. You know? And they, they were just astonished they made an $800 check within five minutes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? That they made $100,000 in a whole year and they're 23 years old. Yeah, but it's possible. But, but it's, it's, it's crazy. It, it's definitely possible, especially for us because we're, exactly. we're good at what we do when we do it. We have to be better than everybody else. Yes. Right? And that's a bad thing, but obviously it's what we have to do. It's what we have to do. But we can't do it just by going through school, going to college, no. going to education and all this stuff, spending $150,000 to $200,000 on a college education before you get started in life, putting yourself in debt before you even get an apartment. <laughs> Talk about it. Now, we got the apartment after we graduate. We've got the car when we graduate. We've got the nice clothes when we graduate. But now we're in so much debt, we can't stop working for somebody. That's modern day slavery. Modern day slavery. Right? That cycle will never end unless we end it. And it's you are definitely. Sorry, continue. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, what, what did you just say? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you. No, I, I said, you know, things are going to change by the things that we're doing now. We're talking about it. Yes. Okay. We're talking about it. We're, we're elevating ourselves and it's going to manifest into us creating change. Right. But we, we, we keep doing the same things over and over and over again, expecting a different result. I vote. There's nothing wrong with voting, but unless we get our demands met, voting isn't going to mean anything. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. So. Like we're still getting killed by the police. <laughs> like if, if Biden or Obama's in office, why are we getting, especially Obama, why are we getting killed by the police? On national television. Right. Being filmed with people standing around, we're still getting killed. Exactly. Right. So we've got we've got to put stuff in our own community and keep building our own infrastructure. Agreed. Right. Agreed. So, um, Katib, I just want to say um, before we continue is mm-hmm. that thank you so much for such an amazing conversation today. Like well. you're just full of so much knowledge and transparency. And I know your daughters must be very grateful to have a father with you in their life and they will be um, mm-hmm. just throughout because it's very important to have men mm-hmm. around you. <laughs> you yeah. know, what I mean? anyway, can be like what true men, a man is very important because as you explained the divine woman, there's certain things that men give that we cannot give. So presence is needed. I want you to let everyone know where they can support you, where they can find you, where they can get in contact with you. And what I'm also normalizing as well, Khatib, is how you prefer to be approached. Uh, anyway, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm not scared, right? But you can find me. I, my website is imkatibali.com. My Instagram is imkatibali.com. Or not dot .com, but yeah. at Katib Ali, okay? Or Katib, whichever way you want to say it. Um, and that's I-A-M-K-H-A-T-I-B.com or the at, the same spelling. Okay, and that's how you can get in touch with me. You can also find my book. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm throw in a cheap plug right here, right? No, go. This is all about you. I, I need a copy. I was gonna say I need a copy. <laughs> you, can, you can find my book on Amazon. Just type in cows versus rhinos, yes. and you will uh, find this book. Okay, it's it's all about personal development, and also shows you how to actually start a business, how to get an EIN number, because you know EIN numbers are free, mm-hmm. but a lot of people get charged for getting EIN numbers, $150, $200. I don't know why when it's free. I show you step-by-step how to start your business, the simple logistics of how to start your business in this book as well. And I also recommend other books that help me become who I am. You know, it's a very quick read because guess what? If you want to hide something from what you put it in the book, right? We've always heard that. And a lot of people don't like to read, but this is a very quick read. You just want to keep going over it, going over it, going over it time and time again. And it's going to help you on your entrepreneurship journey without spending a lot of money. Yes. Love that. Thank you so much. This has been Katib Katib Ali with us today. He chose not to waste any time with negativity. We ate fruit and minded our business and gave a lot of fruit. So 
Thank you so much, King, for just being here today. I truly, truly am excited for everyone to just hear this conversation because it is filled with a lot of information. You guys make sure to support and get the book Cows versus Rhinos. I will be making sure to support because I want to be a rhino. Period. Right. So. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Thank you yes. so much. No problem, Steve. Have a great day. You too. You too. About to go downtown. Downtown, hey!